So when people think of you as a generous person, it's the game changer. All of my opportunities, everything, the way I've built my business to a waiting list for my coaching business is because I've been of service first. I have given away so much free coaching. I have been there for so many people uh, that they refer to me. The the motto is, you have to talk to Mark Silverman. It's because I gave first, gave first, gave first. And on the flip side, you know, again, for someone who's um, a recovering people pleaser like me who would give until I had no more, setting healthy boundaries, making sure I get paid for my time, those kinds of things were also work for me. So the balance of the two things. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, where being a high achiever doesn't necessarily equate to being an effective leader. Let's check to see if you're in the right place. If you're rising through the ranks of your organization so fast that your leadership skills need to grow as fast as your responsibilities, you're in the right place. If it seems you need different skills to lead your team or lead from within a group of talented, competitive peers, you're in the right place. If you're looking to become a trusted advisor to the CEO, you are definitely in the right place. So now that we know that you're in the right place, enjoy today's conversation. Before we begin the show, I have something for you. The Rising Leader Handbook will be published in January of 2024, but you don't have to wait. Go to my website, www.markjsilverman.com and click the red button. There you can get an advanced copy of the executive summary of the Rising Leader Handbook. And in the same place, you can get a free copy of Only Tens. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now on with the show. Katherine Hepburn, a legendary actress. Uh, If you're under 40, you may not even know who she is. Think Julia Roberts, that kind of stature. Tells a story about when she was young and uh, she and her family were not rich. She and her dad were going to the circus. And again, this is the 1920s, 1930s, sometime around there. Uh, So that was the entertainment then. And they were going to the circus and they they were really excited about it. There was a family in front of them a mother and a father holding hands and eight children. So four sets of kids holding hands, being really well-behaved, all excited to go to the circus. Takes note that the mom and dad are really kind of affectionate. And it just looks like a really happy, close-knit family. And the man goes up to pay for the circus and he finds out that he doesn't have enough money. And Catherine says she noticed his lip quivering and that he was about to cry, but he didn't want to cry because he's a man in front of his family and just really upset that he can't take his kids into the circus. Then all of a sudden, her dad fake drops a $20 bill on the ground. Uh, He takes it out of his pocket and he makes believe he drops and he says, excuse me, sir, you dropped this. The man turns to him, knows exactly what Catherine Hepburn's dad is doing, kind of looks at him and thanks him and goes and pays for his family to go into the circus. Catherine and her dad have to go home because that was the $20 that they were going to use to go to the circus. Catherine says she remembers driving home all the way home. They were just so joyful at the looks on the, on the kids' faces going into the circus and how happy they made other people. Their sacrifice was well worth it because they got way more than the circus out of it. I was really touched by that story and that she, you know, that's something that she recounts from her childhood because they didn't have a lot of money then too, because they couldn't even go to the circus. And it made me think about how I went about business 
Uh, and one of the reasons that I was successful, I had a lot of, I spent a lot of time in the executive suite. I spent a lot of time trying to get through to executives, CIOs, CTOs, CEOs, having to have relationships with CFOs and, and then the executives in the companies that I worked for and having to be able to bridge those gaps. And one of the things that I had, rules that I had for myself, whenever I talked to one of these executives was give, 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 be valuable, be valuable, be valuable until I need an ask, right? So I was always going to have an ask. There was going to be an end of a quarter and I was going to need a purchase order three days early or something like that. There was always going to be an ask, but I always made sure I provided value. Every time I picked up the phone and talked to one of these C-suite executives, it was to give. Uh, just when I joined a business club, uh, it's a lead advisor kind of business club where we all advise kind of the C-suite in organizations. And one of their mottos is give first. And they give out the book, The Go-Giver, a little story about a powerful business idea by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And it's about the power of generosity, the power of walking into a room, thinking about giving first. How can I be of service first? I'm sure you've heard of servant leadership, right? So how can you give first? How can you give to the point where, you know, you are the go-to person for everyone? I remember, you know, we used to, I, when my best engineers that I worked with were the ones who were kind of like the, uh, remember Miracle on 34th Street? The Santa was sending people, if they didn't have the toy at the Macy's that they were visiting, they would say, oh, across the street at Saks Fifth Avenue or across the street here, they have that toy. And the, and the manager was really mad at the Santa, except that business was booming because Santa was being of service to everybody and people were flocking to the store because that Santa had giving in his heart. So when you go about your business, it's so easy to go to a networking meeting. It's so easy to go into a into a, a boardroom meeting wondering, how am I going to look good? How am I going to get credit for something? How am I going to get, you know, what, what am I going to get for myself? Instead of thinking, what can I give? How can I be of service? Because I'll tell you, Maya Angelou, you know, says people don't remember what you did for them. They, may, they remember how you made them feel. So when people think of you as a generous person, it's the game changer. All of my opportunities, everything, the way I've built my business to a waiting list for my coaching business is because I've been of service first. I have given away so much free coaching. I have been there for so many people uh, that they refer to me. The, the, the motto is, you have to talk to Mark Silverman. It's because I gave first, gave first, gave first. And on the flip side, you know, for, again, for someone who's um, a recovering people pleaser like me who would give until I had no more, setting healthy boundaries, making sure I get paid for my time, those kinds of things were also work for me. So the balance of the two things, right? So if, if uh, Catherine's dad gave away everything all the time and didn't care for his family, that joy wouldn't have been there. So you have to take care of yourself also. You always have to fill your bucket so you give from a full bucket. Does that make sense? So think about it. Your next meeting, your next next time you're, you walk into a room full of people, change your attitude. How can you give? How can you be of service? How can you provide value? watch it change your career. Thank you for your time and attention. As always, I love you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining today's conversation. If you got value, please share the episode, give us a thumbs up, write us a review. And if there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a question that you have, send them my way. Look forward to connecting on the next episode of the Rising Leader Podcast.